Welcome to the Wrestling House Show. My name is Chris, and welcome back to my series of mini-episodes covering New Japan Pro Wrestling's New Japan Cup 2018. Once again, if this is your first time listening to one of these mini-episodes, go to cnjradio.com and check out the mini-episode covering the March 9th New Japan Cup, because that is the first in this series. And you'll want to catch up because this is a single elimination tournament. It is the first of New Japan's big tournaments throughout the year. And this consists of 16 men who will compete for the chance to challenge for either the IWGP heavyweight title held by Kazuchika Okada, the IWGP intercontinental title currently held by Minoru Suzuki, or the never openweight title currently held by Hiroki Goto. But we're already past the first round, and we are currently starting the second round of the tournament, the quarterfinals. And the quarterfinals will be decided in two nights, back-to-back. As in the previous shows, there will be two main event matches, which will be the tournament matches. And tonight, those two matches will consist of Juice Robinson taking on Michael Elgin and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Bad Luck Fale. But of course, before all that, I need to give you the stats for the show that I am covering tonight. I'm going to be talking about the New Japan Cup event that took place on March 14th, 2018, 6.30pm Japanese Standard Time. The show took place in the city of Fuji in Shizuoka, Japan, at the Fujisan Messe, and 1,290 people attended the show. There were 8 matches total, and the first of those tag team matches featured Young Lion Tetsuhiro Yagi teaming up with veteran Ryusuke Taguchi, versus the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions from Suzuki-Goon, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. And if you've been listening to my previous episodes, you'll know that I wasn't too impressed with Taguchi's teamwork with his Young Lions previously, but he seems to be getting more used to teaming up with a Young Lion. In this one, he was supporting Yagi quite a bit after the match, which it was no surprise. Yagi was the one that lost the match. He ended up getting submitted by El Desperado to Numero Dos, which is his version of a stretch muffler. But Taguchi was actually looking out for Yagi a little bit in the match, and he, after the match, he went to check on Yagi, which led to him getting beat up a little bit by Desperado and Kanemaru. But you know, he was there for the young lion to support him, or at least share in his pain by getting attacked after the match. And I think this match went about how, like you would expect, the tag team champions are the champions for a good reason, and they had much better teamwork than the team of Yagi and Taguchi. Yagi looked good. He it, he did get beat up a lot, but he also did fight back a lot. Uh, at, late in the match, he was thrown towards the barricade by, I believe it was Kanemaru, and he blocked it. He blocked it with his foot when he approached the barricade, and he ended up knocking down Kanemaru. He got back in the ring, and he nearly got a pin on El Desperado, but, of course, it didn't work, and El Desperado turned the tables, got Yagi down for the submission, and that was pretty much the opening match. It was a decent opener. But then the next match also, of course, featured some young lions. It was young lion Ren Narita teaming up with Toa Hanare and David Finley versus young lion Shota Umino, Tomoyuki Oka, and the veteran Yuji Nagata. And this one didn't necessarily fit the standard setup for a young lions match. Everyone seemed to mix it up quite a bit. The Young Lions and the veterans all kind of mix it up together. I think it was a solid match, but I'm still not really that much of a fan of Toa Hanare. Usually when Hanare is the last person to get tagged in for his team, that means his team is going to lose. But he ended up in the ring with Shota Umino at the end, and so 
Toa Hanare got a couple moves, like total, in the match and got the pin on Shota Umino after a Samoan drop. It was pretty good. It wasn't great, but it was it was pretty good. I think I didn't like it as much because of the ending. It was like Shota Umino got all this offense and then Hanare got two moves and, and finished it. So, eh. But I did like the next match. It was the Killer Elite Squad of Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer versus Bullet Club members Tangaloa, who is one of the never open weight six man tag team champions, and Yujiro Takahashi. And Archer was back to his water spitting, spewing ways in this one. He was spitting all over the crowd. Nothing too hilarious in this one, but he was back to his very obnoxious ways. He did spit directly in one of the young lion's faces as he was trying to get Archer to get back or to get into the ring so the match could start. But this match was pretty much completely dominated by the Killer Elite Squad. They started the match strong right away. They attacked the Bullet Club right at the opening bell or forced the opening bell to go, and they never really let up. Most of the match, I would say, was Davy Boy Smith Jr. beating up Tongaloa in the middle of the ring and Archer running interference on the outside a little bit. He didn't even need to do a whole lot. He was able to keep Yujiro Takahashi at bay for most of the match. But Smith was very much the anchor to that team. He was doing a lot of the work in the ring, and Archer was just all over the place. He's he's like a whirlwind. He's always moving, and he has so much energy like in and outside the ring. He, he can't stop moving. And I really like that, because he's such a huge guy. He's he's the bigger of the two, but he's the man. He's the guy that's moving all around the ring doing all this stuff. He did end up in there, Lance Archer did, against Yujiro Takahashi at the end, and it was a killer bomb from the Killer Elite Squad that allowed Archer to pin Yujiro Takahashi to end the match. And I really liked this one, but it was, like I said, it was completely dominated by the Killer Elite Squad. I think it was a good match for them. I liked seeing this after both Smith and Archer were knocked out of the New Japan Cup in the first round. I think this was a good kind of consolation for them. But next up was the Suzuki-Goon team of Takamichinoku and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Bullet Club member Chase Owens and sort of Bullet Club friend Kota Ibushi. And I mentioned previously how Ibushi and Owens are getting better as a team, doing teamwork, actually having tandem moves in the ring occasionally. And I really like the duo of Zack Sabre Jr. and Takamichinoku. And I really just love watching Zack Sabre Jr. wrestle in the ring. Like, he's he's so smart in the ring. Like, everything he does means something. And I just noticed that in this match. At one point, he was in the ring against Chase Owens. And Owens was hitting him with some forearms to the face. But every time Owens would hit Sabre, he would hit him really hard. And it would, like, knock Sabre backwards. But before Sabre was knocked completely back, he would grab onto Owens' wrist so that there wasn't too much space, because Zack Sabre Jr. is best when he's up close. He's a grappler. He wants to tie people up. If he allows people to get space, they can rear back for a strike, or even worse, when it's Kota Ibushi in the ring, if he has space, he's going to lay a kick into him, or he's going to dive on him, or something like that. So Sabre knows that he needs to keep people close, so even when he's getting smashed in the face, he's grabbing onto a wrist, so there's not that much space between him and his opponent. And of course, best case scenario, he can use that wrist to tie him up in some way. But unfortunately, Takamichinoku did get caught at one point. Chase Owens got Takamichinoku at the end into a package pile driver. So Bullet Club won the night, Chase Owens pinning Taka. 
But next up was the tag team match, six-man match, featuring Los Singobernables de Japón members Bushi, Tetsuya Naito, and Sonata, who is one half of the IWGP Tag Team Champions, versus Chaos members Chucky T, Toru Yano, and Tomohiro Ishii. This was a great match for LIJ. Their teamwork was great. They were dividing and conquering throughout the entire match. They were isolating guys to where it was three-on-one multiple times. They were doing pretty much everything right, but Toru Yano was in this match, and Toru Yano can win a match at any moment, and that's what he did. He was in the ring, legal against Bushi at the end of the match. Toru Yano hits Bushi with a low blow, and then he pulls Bushi's t-shirt up to where Bushi's arms are trapped against his own body, and then Yano gets like a variation of a small package to where he's got his arms around Bushi's, like the back of Bushi's neck and over one of his arms, I think it was. But yeah, Bushi couldn't move his arms at all. He had no leverage to kick out. So Toru Yano pinned Bushi after a match that was completely dominated by LIJ up to that point. But I did like the match, and Yano is still in the New Japan Cup. He has a match tomorrow night to see if he can make it into the semifinals. So I get why Yano won the match. Sonata really doesn't need the win, because Sonata is rising up pretty high in the rankings, I believe. But it kind of needs to be believable that Yano can get a win at any point in any match. And that's what this and some of the previous tag matches he's had, that's what that does. And then next up is the final tag team match of the night. It is Suzuki-Goon members Taichi, Takashi Izuka, and Minoru Suzuki, the current IWGP Intercontinental Champion, versus Chaos members Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, the Never Openweight Champ, and Kazuchika Okada, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. And of course, Gato was accompanying Okada and the rest of Chaos. And this was another match that I think was dominated by one team. Suzuki-Goon did what they do best, and they brawled, and they cheated, and they used their numbers. El Desperado was out at ringside for Suzuki-Goon, and he, he didn't really get that involved, but he was there. He was making it four on three rather than three on three. And Suzuki-Goon did isolate both Yoshihashi and Okada at different points in the match. Okada did end up in the ring with Izuka at the end of the match, and Okada has been using the Cobra Clutch to great effect lately, and he did it again tonight. Okada made Takashi Izuka submit to a Cobra Clutch to end the match. But up to that point, I think it was all Suzuki-Goon. Suzuki did single out Okada for a while, but he eventually had left the ring, left other members of Suzuki-Goon to take care of him, and it didn't work, and Okada got the win. So it was a good match. I think I liked the previous match, the LIJ versus Chaos match, a little bit better tonight, but it was a good final match before the double main event of the night. And so the first of the two quarterfinal New Japan Cup 2018 matches featured Juice Robinson versus Michael Elgin. And one of the main things I took away from this match is that it was a very different match than either one of these two men's previous tournament matches. In Juice Robinson's previous tournament match, it was a come-from-behind victory. He had been hurt pretty badly early in the match, and he was able to slowly build up that comeback for that, that really exciting finish. And Michael Elgin faced Ishii in the first round, so it was power versus power. And it was interesting because this was sort of like that. There was a lot of power in this match. Robinson didn't rise quite to the level of Michael Elgin as far as the power game goes, but he was showing a lot of really big power moves. 
Just a couple examples, pretty early in the match, he had Elgin up in the electric chair position and pushed him forward into a like a sit-out facebreaker. And in another one, he did a fireman's carry into a gut buster. And Elgin is not a small guy. Uh, Robinson also hit a powerbomb late in the match. And of course, Elgin was doing the power moves too, but he added some very agile moves that he doesn't do a lot of. He did a, a diving, twisting senton from the top rope. He missed, but he did it. And he also did a cool, it was kind of a blockbuster, but he did it from the apron. So Elgin was standing on the apron facing into the ring where Juice Robinson was standing. And Elgin just used the top rope to jump over and hit a neckbreaker that looked like a, a blockbuster from the apron. It was really cool and unexpected for Elgin to do that. The pace in the match was pretty methodical, which you would think would benefit Michael Elgin. And it sort of did but Robinson was able to match power enough to keep Elgin from getting on any sort of a roll. So in that way, Robinson was able to hang in this match against the superior power of Michael Elgin. But towards the end of the match, Robinson did start getting beat up an awful lot. There was one sequence where they were both hitting clotheslines, but at one point, Juice kind of dropped a little bit and he took a clothesline right to the face. It looked pretty brutal. And then right after that, Elgin super kicked Robinson, and then he hit Robinson with a German suplex immediately after that. So Robinson was already in a bad position, and then just a little while later, Elgin hit a lariat to the back of Juice's head, another lariat to his chest, and then he hits him with a corner powerbomb. And Elgin... See, the thing is here, though, that Elgin didn't go for a pin during any of these sequences. He kept trying to add more damage to Juice Robinson, and then Elgin goes for another big power move, but Robinson ties him up into a small package, and Robinson gets the three count on Michael Elgin after getting the holy crap beat out of him towards the end of the match. So I would consider this very much an upset. I believe the Japanese commentators were talking about the upset as well. I was catching some words here and there. It was nice, though. After the match, Elgin wasn't happy, but he goes over there and he raised Juice's hand, and he and Juice hugged before Elgin took off. So I think this was, again, really good for Juice Robinson. He is having a little bit of a breakout in this, I think. We'll see if he can carry this momentum past the cup, because I don't really see Juice Robinson winning, but he'll have another good match, and he'll have it against the winner of the final match of the night, the main event, and the second of the quarterfinal matches in the New Japan Cup, it was Bad Luck Fale, one of the never openweight six-man tag team champions, versus the ace of New Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi. And I liked the match, but I didn't like it as much as I liked the Robinson-Elgin match. It was fine. It seemed kind of short for a New Japan main event. And it was essentially about Bad Luck Fale using his size and a little help from the barricades at ringside and the ring itself to keep Tanahashi down on the mat. There was at least one time where Fale was going for a count-out victory, and that would play into the finish of the match, because for Tanahashi, the entire match was about finding ways, or trying to find ways, to cut bad luck Fale down. Early in the match, when Tanahashi was trying to figure things out, it looked like he was going for a drop toehold, but he couldn't get it, and he just grabbed Fale's leg, but Fale wouldn't go down. He just kind of stepped out of it. And so that was kind of the thing, is just seeing how he could get Fale down to the mat. Uh, there were some nice sequences and spots here and there. Hiroshi Tanahashi hit a high fly flow, his frog splash, onto Fale, who was down on the floor. So it was... Tanahashi from the top rope down to the floor onto a standing 
Fale with the high fly flow. That might have been the best part of the match. A little while after that, Fale looked like he was again going for a countout victory. He had Tanahashi down at ringside while the count in the ring was already happening. And it was already up to 10 before Fale went for what looked like he was attempting a crucifix powerbomb over the barricade into the crowd. And Tanahashi was able to use, he, he got too close to the ring post and he was able to push backwards and knock Fale over the barricade. And Tanahashi managed to slide into the ring at the count of 19. So bad luck Fale got counted out. And I know Toru Yano got a count out victory previously in the tournament. But it felt, I don't know, I think Tanahashi could have and maybe should have beaten Fale for a three count. I think it would have been okay. I don't think it would have hurt Fale. And I think it only could have helped Tanahashi. Not that Tanahashi needs help. He is insanely popular. But I feel like in the tournament, it doesn't do him many favors to win by a countout. Especially over someone like Fale, who is kind of a mainstay in New Japan. But I don't think he's quite at the level of believability. I don't think anyone thought that Fale would beat Tanahashi. And so for Tanahashi to win that way, it was... It was a little underwhelming to me. I guess it makes sense within the context of the match because Fale kept going for countout victories. He did it in his previous match too. He went for a countout. And so for him to get counted out, it makes, I guess it's poetic justice. But I don't know. It it was a little underwhelming to me. But I thought the show as a whole was good. It wasn't the best show of the New Japan Cup so far, but it was entertaining. I like the matches. I would suggest watching the Robinson Elgin match out of anything on this one. I think it was it was it's worth watching for sure. I do think the next match in the New Japan Cup has the potential to be a lot better than this one. I'm probably going to go watch it right now, so I got to get out of here. But be sure to join me when I get back here to talk about it on cnjradio.com the home of the Wrestling House Show, as well as the family of CNJ Radio Podcast, including Joey's Rock Strikes 10, the show always guaranteed to give you 10 songs, no more, no less, The Synaptic, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative, and my last theater on the left, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. So go to cnjradio.com for all of those, more of the Wrestling House Show, and from the .com you can find our Facebooks and Twitters and whatnot, Get social with our media and let us know what you think about everything we do. Let us know what you think about the New Japan Cup. What do you like? Who do you think is going to win? What title do you think they're going to go for? Let us know. And in the meantime, I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.